Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from our pastor at Hatchbend Apostolic Church. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God. I would like to just have your attention for just a few moments. You can stay on the platform if you'd like to our singers and musicians. On May the 3rd, 2015, I announced to our church that Brother Everett and Sister Cricket Bird had felt a call of the Lord to begin what would become a daughter work in Madison, Florida. And so for the last year or a little better now, they have labored very faithfully in this endeavor. They have been teaching Bible studies every afternoon, every Sunday afternoon at 5 o'clock. And so... On the first and third Sunday of every month, they have been privileged to have access to a meeting room at the public library there, and they have met there. Other Sundays of the month, they have met in someone else's home, and there have been a few times that they even met in the city park, and uh, they have been very faithful to that. On the first and third Sunday, because of Brother Everett's involvement in the prison ministry, this has been a little synopsis of his Sunday. He has been here at church on Sunday, sometimes teaching a Sunday school class on Sunday, and then being here and then going to the prison and teaching there. And then Sister Cricket would meet him in Buckville there at the prison, and they would go to Madison for a service at 5. And so that was an incredibly long day for them, but they have been very faithful to that, and we appreciate that. But the point is this. They have been faithful for a little over a year now in this endeavor, and along the way, they, just like us, have gained a few and lost a few. That is just the nature of church work. However, for quite some time, we have been feeling the need to have their own place together for worship, and we've looked at several different buildings here and there. But it seems as though the Lord has led Brother Everett to one place in particular. And so over the course of the last few days, we've been able to secure a lease on a building there. And as of January the 1st, they are going to have their own place to worship. And we want to celebrate with them about that. Praise God. We're excited about what the future holds for them and not only for them but the, the people of the community and the city of Madison and uh, trust that God will just continue to work through them and bless their efforts. But I want to fully explain what we're doing so everybody understands. They are going to strategically set their church service times in such a fashion that they can and will still be involved in the ministries of our church here. They're going to be having a 3 p.m. service there every Sunday afternoon, and that alone is going to afford them a lot of things. The most obvious 
The most obvious thing is going to be to have a set location and a set time because right now it's been a little bit hard. Well, it has been more than a little bit hard. It's been extremely difficult to... They've gone many, many Saturdays with cards and invited people to church, but it's hard to it's hard to to tell people you're going to be somewhere on the first and the third Sunday, and I don't have to explain all that. It's hard enough for people to find us, and we've been here 75 years. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that, but it's still still the truth. And so they're going to be. <laughs> Father, forgive me for I have sinned. <laughs> this is what happens when you throw a tired preacher on you for a second time. <laughs> this will also go a long way toward helping them establish a core group of people beyond the core they have. It will also give them a footprint in this community and allow them to establish relationships with community leaders. It will also help us to connect our church to that work as well. We can have small groups of people from time to time go and join them in that service. We don't want to overwhelm them with 50 people at a time, but we want to take a few people here and there as you feel led to do that, and and we're going to to put some things together, give, give them some time to get their feet under them, and then we're going to put something together to hopefully streamline that process where from time to time we can have people that would like to join them And I think it would help certainly to support them, especially at an embryonic state spiritually, to just have life there and and people there. And uh, so as a a church, here are our responsibilities. You've heard the term daughter work, and I want to explain some of this and how this works. It it is going to be our responsibility to help them get this building and, and secure that, and we're in the process of doing that. And now we are in the process of getting this building set up to be a place of worship. It has been many different things through the years, the latest of which a portion of it was a beauty salon. Another portion was an internet cafe. And so now we are going to transition this into a house of worship. Of course, the goal for that will to be somehow to make that building as warm and as inviting as this building is. And um, I am I'm sure... With Sister Cricket and some other other ladies here at the church, there won't be a problem with doing that. They have a great taste in making things inviting. Additionally, we will be paying the rent for this location and continue to support them financially until they can stand on their own. Whatever money is received in, in the daughter work there in Madison will just automatically come to our church and it will be put in our missions fund and from there it will just be reinvested back into that work in Madison. As a matter of fact, that part has already been taking place for some time. As a matter of fact, it is your giving and the monies that is received there that is ear, it is the monies that are received there that is earmarked to go back there. And it is your giving, your giving to missions that makes all of this possible. And I want to just pause to say thank you. Thank you for giving in advance. Amen. And so your faithfulness to giving monthly to our missions program has afforded us the opportunity to go out and do that and not go out and try to do it and then come here and try to make an appeal for, would you please, please, please. But you've given and it is there for us to do that. Now, of course, there's not a set time for how long it will take them uh, 
to be able to sustain themselves. But I'm confident of this one thing, and that is if God is in something, it will work. But it is a new church plant or a new baby. And we need to look at it in that regard, and babies grow at different paces. And so uh, while we want to celebrate this, and I asked Brother Everett this morning or told him in, in my office before church, I said, we certainly want to celebrate this moment with you, and we want to celebrate this occasion with you and your family. But at the same time, I don't want to set you up so high that if something were to not work out like we think it would work out, that you would feel defeated in that. And so I I feel like I'm kind of on a thin line this morning because we certainly want to celebrate that. Amen. I think that uh, their relationship, as I said a moment ago, um, here is going to stay the same. They're going to continue to be a part of our church and a part of our church ministries. But it only stands to reason that as we move forward and their responsibilities there increase, that their responsibilities here will have to decrease. But the good news about that is the fact that that can happen gradually. And in doing so, it will not be a shock to them or us. And we can just make this transition. There are a few things that I want to be clear about in the the sense of the daughter work system and how that works to assist every congregation. I think the phrase daughter work, it probably in and of itself is pretty describing in, the, in, in our overall intentions, but I want to make sure that everybody understands our long-term goal. This is not a satellite work of Hatchman Apostolic Church. This is a daughter work of Hatchman Apostolic Church. And that's not just a play on words because a satellite work is more of an extension from the home church and often would mean that that work would always operate under the direction and the control of the mother church. However, the long-term goal of a daughter work is for that work to become an autonomous church or a sovereign church. Perhaps another way to put that is to be a self-governing church or its own entity. Now, we're not asking them for a divorce, (laughs) and there is no falling out. But, and, and I will always, hopefully, I will always be their pastor. Sister Boy will always be their pastor's wife, even though they will wear the name and, and have the name pastor as this becomes an autonomous church. But that's our goal, our long-term goal in a daughter work program, not just for us, but for the United Pentecostal Church International, is for the daughter works to become a sovereign work, an autonomous church. The North American missions department, or maybe some of you recognize that as home missions, has taken a hard and a very, very long look at what it takes to establish a new church plant. And statistically, I don't have these statistics in front of me, but I've read them many times, but statistically, it is overwhelming how slim the odds are when you just commission a couple, send them to another city and say, good luck, we're praying for you. It is very slim odds that they can sustain themselves and survive against all of the things that they have to face, both naturally and spiritually. So the daughter work ministry then was born. Generally, this is the progression of how a daughter work or how a new church plant progression goes. If someone feels the burden to go to a town or a city, they will meet with their pastor and then make application and receive permission from the United Pentecostal Church Florida District Board that work generally begins as a preaching point 
And basically what brother and sister Everett Bird have been doing <clears throat> all this last year has been a preaching point. They have been in the city of Madison and they have been teaching Bible studies. And then it will grow to a daughter work status, which is where we are now. <clears throat> this means that the mother church is going to care for the needs of the daughter work until such time that it can sustain itself. <clears throat> One more final but very important thing that I would like to mention is this, that brother and sister Bird are going to Madison to start a new church and to win new people to the Lord. It is not their desire, nor it is their intention to tear up this church in order to make that happen. And so we want to help them as much as we possibly can, but we don't want, you don't want to kill the goose that lays the golden egg. I'm teasing. So we're going to preserve the integrity of this church, preserve the integrity of this church, because if we are to sustain this work and possibly start any other churches in the future, then we need to care for the foundation of this church and make sure while we're reaching out to others that we are sustaining ourselves. And so I think the key to that is probably found in many things, but perhaps if we boiled it down to two, I think the key to that would be to possess two qualities, and that would be trust and integrity. And I think Brother and Sister Bird have shown themselves both to possess these qualities. If I didn't trust them, I would not be standing behind this effort. Through the years, we have watched Brother and Sister Bird grow in the Lord. We have watched them through seasons of good times, and through seasons of bad. They, like us, have never claimed to be perfect, but through it all they have stayed faithful to the Lord, and the Lord has rewarded them. For many years, as long as they have been here, they have worked in various capacities. Collectively, they served as our Sunday school director for many years and then transitioned from there to youth ministries. In the last few years, they don't necessarily serve together, but they work respectively in their own Ministries and Sister Bird has um, been leading our ladies' ministries for a number of years, and Brother Everett Bird has been involved in our jail and prison ministry and has done a phenomenal job helping Brother Jerry Herndon and those on that team. I believe all of these things that they have done have been have proven to be agents that has prepared them for the next chapter of their life. Whatever they were doing today was preparing them for the next step, for the next step, for the next step. As a matter of fact, when Brother Everett Berg came to me and felt like that they had, had just kind of had spent themselves, so to speak, in the youth and were praying about who to, who to replace them, uh, he said this to me. He said, you know, I, I, I want to be involved. I don't want to just go sit down somewhere. We've always been involved. And at that particular time, we didn't even have a jail and prison ministry the very first time we talked about that. And so what we didn't know was that that was going to be born as a ministry in our church and become really an integral part of what we do. And I remember the very first day that I talked about the jail and prison ministry, when I walked off of the platform, Brother Everett stepped out in the aisle and said, what do I need to do to get involved in that? And he has been an integral part of, especially at first, he was taking over the jail as the ministry began to grow. And we went to the prison, and then he later followed us there to the prison. And so... A few years ago, Brother Everett uh, came to me and expressed his desire to become a licensed minister with the United Pentecostal Church. So I told him, well, this is what you need to do. 
And so he faithfully followed those steps and met all of those requirements. And on July the 8th of 2014, he and Sister Cricket met the Florida District Board and he received his local license. They refused to give her hers. (laughs) Brother, Brother Williams would be so proud that I included that in these. Oh, I hope this is recorded. I hope this is recorded. <laughs> I say all of that to, say, to let you know this one thing, that where we are today did not happen in a vacuum, and it did not happen overnight. They've been preparing for this moment for a long time. And so I would like to say something publicly today that Sister Boyd and I have told them privately, and that is this. And I I am as sincere as I've ever been. That if for whatever reason this does not work out and it doesn't pan out like we're praying for it to do, I want them to know that they have a home, a church home, and a church family. And they can come right back here and they will not have to wade through the any embarrassment or anything that would be projected on them from us. And I mean that from my heart. I've told them that publicly many times. The Bible says when Jesus commissioned his disciples, if you go to a city and they will not receive you, then dust, wipe, shake off the dust. And so, you know, should that happen or should they lay the foundation um, and someone else build on that. We're just, we're just stepping out in faith. We don't know what the future holds, but I appreciate their faith. Now, I have, I have saved something. Um, I have not told you guys something until now, and I want to share it with you today. And I'm not, I have not withheld this information because I want to try to sensationalize a moment. I've just tried to wait for the right time, and I feel like maybe the right time is now. In 2007, Sister Boyd and I were in gen- at our general conference in Birmingham, Alabama. And during the home mission service, our North American mission service, at that time, Brother Jack Cunningham was a general, uh, general home missions director. And so all of the ushers in the Coliseum had little cards in their hands and and Brother Jack Cunningham asked every pastor in the service if they would prayerfully consider starting a daughter work. Well, at that particular time, it just seemed like an impossibility. So I just sat there and did not respond. But as the service began to progress along, I felt that God was dealing with me about this. But in my mind, there were just so many things going on until I just didn't know how to respond. Again, It just seemed like an impossibility, so I just sat there. And then it's almost as seems like to me from out of nowhere. Brother Cunningham walked back to the pulpit at a much later point in the service, and he made this comment. He said, if there is a pastor here today that feels like you're not in a position to do this at this particular time, that's understandable. But he said, however... If you feel like you would ever like to start a daughter work, would you just by faith write down the name of the city 
on one of the cards that the ushers have. And I believe that God will honor your faith by just writing it down. So when he said that, I just motioned for one of the ushers to come over. I took a card and I wrote down Madison, Florida. And I set that card in that usher's hand. Several years of silence would follow that seeming small gesture of faith. But then one day, Brother Everett Bird walked in my office and said, I believe that God is calling me to start a work in Madison. I can tell you that I was not surprised that God would see the simplistic faith in my heart and in turn lay that upon someone else's heart. But that's what brings us where we are today. I promise you, I'm not trying to sensationalize this moment, but I do believe that God needs to confirm some things in our heart. And so I pray that God's speed will be upon you and your life and your ministry. And certainly before June, on June the 5th, we're going to have special prayer for you all that day. But I feel to have prayer today. Amen. I didn't plan to do this, but I just feel there'd be no such thing as praying about this too much and praying over them too much. In a few services, we're going to be sharing with you perhaps some pictures of their building. They want to make, we want to make sure that it looks a little churchy before we do that. But uh, we'll be sharing that with you. And we want this church to be connected to them in prayer and let this truly be an extension of us. And so a church can not only grow by seeding more, but also a church can grow by sending. And so I'm asking the Lord to just touch us in this endeavor. It is uncharted water for me as a pastor, but I feel that the Lord has led us to this moment. We don't have all of the answers. Perhaps we've not even been handed all the questions, but this is where we are. And so we're just going to move forward. Brother uh, Bird, Sister Bird, you just come down to the front, and I'm going to ask my wife to join them. I'm going to ask you to stand. We've done an awful lot of praying here today. I'm going to ask these ministers to come down. And we're just going to pray and ask the Lord to be with them. And, and you know, I'll tell you this. One of the reasons that I did not share with them what I just shared with you is because I wanted them to convince me, not me convince them. That's how it should be. They need to feel this. I didn't know who God would send there. I didn't know who God would speak to. But I can tell you that when I heard the word Madison, it didn't surprise me because the seed had been planted years and years before Amen. So let's pray. Would you do that? Join together.
Well, it's a great day. And if ever there was a time we need to be spreading the gospel, it is today. And so I thank you for your attention this morning. I thank you for your appreciation of the word of God. Let's get this. <laughs> let's pull it into our heart. And let's just let God anoint us. Be in prayer for brother and sister, uh, brother Everett and sister Cricket. And that God will just touch them. And we'll just pray that God's hand will be upon their life. And, and that favor, favor would be theirs. Praise God. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.